0: What is the amount of a song that we can sing before we get in trouble with copyrights?
1: Uh, I don't know. I wish I did. Um, I'm assuming anything that really like identifies that song.
2: Well,
0: what's the point of...
1: I, I don't uh, know. I mean, they want to make money. That's the point.
0: Why not just like make a, a coolness that people refer to us? We don't need money. They need money from everything, I, even I, from this I, I little need, peon stuff. I
1: need money. I definitely need money. If it were my song, I'd be like, Nikki, here's your invoice. Damn. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: No, I probably wouldn't. Um, I mean, the guys that, uh, the, the Poor Kings, who mm-hmm. you, you know wrote our theme song, they don't charge us anything because they're amazing. That's awesome. So shout out to them.
0: Shout out to the
2: Poor Kings.
1: Yeah. And uh, my friend, Mike, who... Uh, I don't think he plays with them anymore He was their singer He's the guy that sings Okay Um, But he kind of made that happen So shout out to Mike too Wow, thank you Yeah, Mike's awesome That's very nice Side.
0: What is up with the, gotta, the throat clearing?
1: I don't know. Me too. Post-COVID sucks. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, never, had like, in there. I never had like the shortness of <coughs> breath, but I always feel like I have something right there. Okay. Yeah. So this past weekend, uh-huh. imagine that, but trying to sing. Oof. It was like constant. It was constant. It was so crazy. So do you
0: like sing a little bit and then...
1: <coughs> yeah. You saw me but like then you turning around move. and coughing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You don't yeah. want to do that in the mic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's bad. tough. It was bad.
0: How long do you think it's going to take to recoup the voice?
1: I don't know, but I hope soon. I'm trying of Are there of sounding exercises like, that you could do? Uh, probably. I don't know any of them, and I know like <clears throat> I know like a lot of I, I, that was appropriately timed. <laughs> I know a lot of like uh like hot drinks, hot shower stuff mm. like that. Yeah supposed to have did
0: you partake in some hot tea this weekend I did I thought I a saw a few that. times yeah. yeah thought you were cheating on coffee I was feeling yeah. a little bit like ooh. I only had two I cups of coffee, coffee. I didn't have this. any coffee in the mornings
1: crazy because in the mornings if my voice is feeling really good and, and I'm staying hydrated co- I can drink coffee all day it's not a big deal but if I have to sing and then I'm super caffeinated my voice dries out very quickly ouch yeah that's um, problematic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun. So anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> we survived.
0: Felt like when I was talking in front of the group, mm-hmm. it felt like I had glue in my mouth. It just started like all of the moisture went away and it was like, I can't really get my mouth open. It was weird. Never that, experienced that before.
1: Yeah. That's tough. Um, you didn't sound like that. You sounded Ooh. great. Couldn't tell. You're very funny.
0: Was I? Yes, You're very, I don't you were think very I'm funny. ever funny. So you're that, very funny all the time. It feels surprising about. to me.
1: You're you're very funny all the time. You could have your own sitcom. You're very funny. I all don't the time. think so. I I do, and it's because you say things like I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I had I had a strange dream uh, the first night that I was home from Texas. So, so Monday night, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I was very tired. I I got home. And uh immediately uh laid down on the dog bed with the dog. Oh. And she was so happy that I was home and she like like snuggled me for a little while. And then um uh I when I finally got up and took a shower and like went to bed, I had this weird dream that I couldn't like I couldn't breathe and like my Oh gosh. You know that scene in the Matrix where Neo's like lips stick together, right? Um I had happening. I had that happened in the dream and I I realized kind of in the moment in the dream that I I was dreaming and so I was like okay I have to wake up because I couldn't breathe I couldn't it was happening for real and then but
0: manifesting itself in your dream
1: I woke up I opened my eyes and I kind of like looked around the room and I still couldn't breathe and I had to like force myself to take like a big deep breath like I had stopped breathing
0: you think you got the apnea
1: no I don't I really think it's from the it's from the COVID. I think I was oh. really uncomfortable with something going on, like in my in my throat, in my lungs, something like you know. And you couldn't a drainage push through it or something it. like that, and I just couldn't push through it. Yeah, Oh. yeah, it was.
0: Oh, the things we're gonna discover after that. It it was all this weird. COVID stuff settles, it huh? It was
1: weird. Yeah, it was really weird. No fun. Oof. No fun at all.
0: And now we sound
1: all nasally. Yep, we do. Um, It's no fun. (laughs) We should tell people all about it in our (laughs) podcast today. Because
0: it's fun to talk about It is fun to talk about.
1: It is fun to talk about. Um, Uh, Are you ready to get started?
0: Let's get started.
1: All right. Hey, Nikki.
0: Hello, James. How are you? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. It's kind of cold. That throws me off. Because I like... I, okay, so I like some uh uh-huh. ness uh-huh. You know, like, ooh, wearing a cute hat or bundling up in a sweater. But when it gets to the point where no matter what you have on, you're so cold that your bones feel cold. Mm-hmm. Eh, that's when Mother Nature takes it too far, I think. Yeah. So I'm a little bit there. Yeah. And I have the warm seats in my car. You do. So then it makes it where i don't want to get out the car like when i drive somewhere i'm just like do we have to get out and go to the next place it's about the transitions they're tough
1: yeah they are tough i just got a new car Mm -hmm. and it does not have seat warmers oh because i'm cheap and my car and so instead my car just sends me a message that it's that there's quote (laughs) a low temperature outside (laughs)
0: And you're like, "Well, so thanks. I, I don't think I needed you to tell me it's that." It's like I already <laughs>
1: had to walk outside to get into the car. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so thank you. Okay, what cool.
0: about tire pressure? Does that like get shifty with with cold weather? Uh, weather? Not that, so
1: far, but I think I have I, I bought a used car, but they're pretty much brand new tires on the car, good. so yeah.
0: So much with this cold weather.
1: I know. How do people do it? Um, why why do people do um, it? Like why like we've had um we had a Very cold winter last year for us here in Austin or Central Texas. And I think it's going to be relatively cold again this year. Like, I'll move. I don't care.
0: Where will you move?
1: I don't know. Somewhere warm and sunny and Hmm. nice. Okay. Yeah, that's not true. I won't move. I don't think so. But (laughs) I'm not going to live in like, you know. I'm not going to be happy about this cold weather. Exactly. No, I will not. not. I'm not going to live somewhere. Where it's cold all the time. That, that You're not going to be a
0: shovel in your driveway kind of guy. No, I'm no. not. Uh-uh. That's, yeah, that seems that's super lame.
1: For, that's for Christmas. That's what that's for. It should snow on Christmas. And, and that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. And then warm it up. Then warm it up. Yeah. Agreed. Christine would disagree with me. She likes the cold. But, yeah. Um, see, I feel
0: like I like the cold, but I just feel like today it's just pushing it too far. It's see, pushing think, the
1: envelope. See, I think Christine likes the cold because the cold gives her an excuse to like, put on sweaters and like all the be, cute stuff that like, you
0: get that you hardly ever get to wear and
1: like be cozy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cozy's good and fun.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: But when you got to move from your house to the car to the next place, mm-hmm. there's no cozy in that.
1: I mean, a margarita on the beach is good and fun too. Right. Right. You know, like let's be real. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, what are we talking about today?
0: Um, <clears throat> ordinary things. Ordinary just, things. Just, just ordinary the things. ordinary things. As we transition from Christmas to Lent.
1: As Christmas to Lent. Uh, in the middle, we got this big chunk of something called ordinary time.
0: Big chunk of
2: green.
1: Which we've referred to a few times, but I don't think we've ever really like... like dwelled. Dwelled there and, and really, you know, tried to unpack, okay, what... What does that mean, ordinary time? Why does the church celebrate ordinary time? Ordinary time makes the, the, the majority of our mm-hmm. schedule in, in the liturgical calendar. So in the life of the church, the majority of the time is ordinary time. And maybe maybe that's fitting considering the name. Like but, is it,
0: but it's not ordinary because it's not extraordinary. It's ordinary because it's ordered, right? Yes, and that's the because,
1: because it's ordered. Um, but also because... Uh, in the gospel so the so the liturgical calendar it all comes out of the events that happened in the life of Christ right mm-hmm. so there it all comes out of the gospel so there's nothing really um there's nothing in the liturgical calendar that's not reflected in the life of Christ or somewhere in our salvation history so from the beginning of scripture until essentially the resurrection right like mm-hmm. all of that stuff uh is um Is there and even post resurrection, the book of Acts, the book of Revelation, that stuff is in there Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the narrative, um, the narrative texts of sacred scripture. I also like to think that it's ordinary time because God loves our ordinary time, Mm. He loves our life, our ordinary, everyday life, and He wants to, as much as we want to dwell with Him. Uh, at Christmas, at Easter, at these other, you know, these major sort of milestone, mile marker celebrations throughout the year, God wants to dwell with us every day. And so he said, he's trying to, I think in, in the gospels and also in, you know, the, the beauty that is the church, he, he wants to bring our attention to bring our focus to that, those ordinary moments in our lives and to help us realize that those, one, that those moments are not because we're loved by God and because his love makes all things extraordinary. Um, those moments are not ordinary. They don't have to be insignificant uh, or, or boring. Yeah. Right? Sometimes we think ordinary means boring. Right. Um, and it doesn't. It just means, uh, you know, the thing that we are maybe the most accustomed to. Right. Yeah. And I, I much prefer that definition because I think that that, in my mind that gives me a little room to invite God in mm-hmm. into those moments. I'm not necessarily always looking ahead to the next big thing. I can be like, well, this is just a Sunday like any other Sunday mm. or or this is just a Thursday night Bible study like any other Thursday night. But I can really invite God in because he wants to be here, right? And so yeah. when I think of it like that, it makes it makes those times special because God God is kind of radically present right he's really present in that in that way um we both just came back from a retreat we did it was really fun
0: it was pretty um, amazing
1: i think it will lend itself to our conversation today if we kind of talk about any takeaways that we might have i know i'm probably putting you on the spot when i say that
0: yes why would you do that
1: i'm sorry i feel like i do (laughs) it at least once an episode um so i'm gonna put you on the spot what what were you feeling going into the retreat? Tell me about your experience. It was another oh, tech retreat, okay. tech, tech of central, retreat, yes. central Texas, number 23, mm-hmm. as we talked about. Um, Prior. Yeah, yeah. We had our,
0: our, retreat leader was on mm-hmm. uh, earlier in December.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, going into it. Uh, lots of anticipation in the sense of it's been two years since we've had a tech. It's been four years since I've been on a tech and that, um, you know, tech feels like my go to recharge place right um of course I walk I, I make it a point to walk with God daily but you know sometimes you need like your bucket filled with like a deluge of water and you don't you know just the the constant drip is good to keep you satisfied but um, it's nice to have that retreat experience where um, you're just overwhelmed by his love so I had lots of anticipation as to what was going to happen, you know, or expectations of what I wanted Mm -hmm. to have happen. And, you know, like usual, he blows me away with his grace and mercy. And, um, it was just all, it was all good. And I think when we talk about, um, when I think of the word ordinary, you know, I'm always thinking of the in between Christmas and Easter with Christmas and Easter being these big, like these big columns, and the ordinary time is just like the brick wall in between, right? Holding us together. Well, like on the tech retreat, there's, you know, there's the big events at the tech retreat, but then there's also these little moments where you can like steal conversations with people and just really dive deep. And, um, those are my favorites, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to know, um, people in a more in-depth way, Mm -hmm. um, is just super special because then, well, it takes me to my, my favorite mystery, you know, the visitation where we get to see Jesus in people and that's always um, just spectacular because he presents, you know, he's created us each as individuals so he presents differently in each person and it's just so um, fun to experience different people and, and the Jesus in them.
1: I, I love that and I, I, I share a lot of those sentiments with you, uh, especially you know, concerning uh, tech and and similar experiences, because I do think that as you, as you move along in ministry, as you move along in just your faith life, Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, every one, every experience is different. Uh, but our, our brains don't really operate under that assumption, right? Like sometimes I I go into tech or I go into, um, a confirmation retreat here with the teens or something thinking, Okay, this moment on the retreat is going to be like the, the, the pinnacle yeah. moment, right? And, and while that moment, if it shows up, uh, is often very special, it's almost never the end-all, be-all moment that I think it's yeah. going to be, right? There's usually something else um, that comes along, uh, whether it's a moment between me and another person, or just a moment for me in prayer, or sometimes even just a realization or a feeling um, about something that's going on in my life or going on mm-hmm. in my prayer life, right? So, so God has has this way of—I um, don't want to say surprising because I don't think that He's playing; He's necessarily playing a trick. But I right. do think um, I do think it's surprising in the sense that He goes right to where you need Him to go, without you realizing, off, uh, without you often realizing that that's really where you want Him to go, yeah. right? And that's really what's gonna going to resonate with you the most. That's what's going to, to impact you the most. Um, I've been really, I will say this, I've been really struggling lately, um, to keep my, uh, my God experiences in perspective. And a, a while back, and I, and I think I shared it, um, here on the podcast, my spiritual director, uh, told me that, um, feelings, are like like things that you feel uh, are not necessarily a good way to um, a good barometer for encounter with god they're not necessarily a good way to like like uh, um, measure your closeness to god
0: really that seems not
1: it seems very t- counter, counterintuitive, counterintuitive right? uh, but if you look at a lot of the great saints especially the mystics who had these mystical experiences mm. with god many of them went through this, this sort of dark period, a desert period, um, uh, dark night of the soul period, right. Where they didn't feel anything from God yet. They were still kind of in this state of grace with him. They were still in this, um, they still had these abilities to, to really be, um, ministers Mm -hmm. in the church to really be, uh, focused on the message of the gospel to be doing these different things right and so um i think i think god you know and as my spiritual director pointed out to me and one like i'd, I'd heard that before and i'd read mm-hmm. that before um, it's hard to know i think when god is calling you to that or mm-hmm. or maybe calling you through you know a time like that in your life um, but my my spiritual director said look this is not uh, something that should scare you right this is something that should really hopefully kind of you know maybe you should be looking forward to God is kind of taking the training wheels off oh. those warm those warm fuzzy moments are are kind of a you know they're kind of a safety net they, mm-hmm. they help us to kind of feel like we're still doing what we need to do and they give us that affirmation when yeah. really God's not God doesn't want us to just stop with affirmation. He wants us to get to the point where we trust him completely. Mm-hmm. We trust him so much that we don't have to be affirmed,
2: Ooh, right? That, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. need mm-hmm. to be
1: affirmed and to be like, you know, that need to be needy, right, mm-hmm. is no longer there. And and over this past weekend, that was, um, I played music for the tech retreats. I, I've played music for several of them. hmm and that was my job this weekend. And right before the retreat, uh, I got COVID, just like just like you did. Mm-hmm. You got COVID as well. Can't believe um, you we didn't, doubted me. We didn't get it. We didn't get it from one another. I'm sorry if that was mean. Um, we didn't get it from one another, but uh, we, we both did. And we had to quarantine. And it, there was like a, will James be able deal. to go? Will yeah. Nikki be able to go? It was a really kind of touch and go thing. Um, as you can hear, like I'm, my voice is not, sound great. has not really recovered. I sound pretty strange right now and uh and that was you know this actually sounds pretty good compared to what my voice sounded Mm. like on the retreat so I had to really save my voice I couldn't talk a whole lot um outside of giving a talk or outside of singing so that was a little strange and then I also had to be really patient with okay God I have an expectation of what my voice is supposed to sound like and the songs that I'm supposed to be able to sing and the reactions that people are going to get from hearing that song and all of these different things, and I had to, you know, I, I really, really had to trust that, you know, that that bad note that I just sang, man, that was flat and awful, and my voice cracked, and I sounded like the kid from the Brady Bunch, right? <laughs> like it was just terrible. that <laughs> One, that that God still thinks it's a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. More importantly, and that two, nobody in the room cared.
0: Nobody cared. Nobody
1: cared, right? And so finding God in that, finding God in that, you know, just this sense of, man, um, God is here and he's going to do his thing regardless of my voice because my voice is not the point. Mm -hmm. And what I bring to the table while God wants that and he loves it and he thinks it's wonderful, that's not the point. Right. God himself is the one thing necessary. He's the point. Um, I think for our conversation on on the ordinary and for ordinary things, you know, allowing God to make ordinary moments in our lives, extraordinary and mm-hmm. make and ordinary things, extraordinary. Um, I think we have to, there's a lot of trust that has to mm-hmm. happen first. There's a lot of tr- trust. Trust kind of goes hand in hand with bringing God into our, our ordinary lives. Yeah. Um, I also got out of the retreat, like overwhelmingly that, um, any kind of a team, any like God does so much when we're in community mm-hmm. with our brothers and sisters in Christ in terms of ministry. Because we were, I mean, we were scared. We were like the disciples in the upper room a couple of days Absolutely. before the retreat. Yeah. It was yeah. Just kind of like, what is happening? Everybody's got Omicron. Everybody's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was every, scary. It was scary. And, and having, you know, Zoom calls and, and different things like that and, and to try to figure out, um, you know, this process to figure out what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we, when those solutions kind of came about and we, everybody felt better and we kind of we got to the retreat, it was like, you know, it was like Jesus coming in the room and kind of saying, you know, peace be with you. <sighs> yeah. My peace, my peace, I leave you, you know, and it was just, it was just wonderful. It was, really just, wonderful. Like it was yeah. just really, really wonderful. So, um, I know a lot of our tech friends listen, so thank you, tech yes. friends and family, for for listening to us, and thank you, Nikki, for um, Nikki had a, a very prominent leadership role on the weekend, and so thank you, <laughs> Nikki, for being for being awesome and for keeping everybody uh, afloat. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Yeah. It was my biggest pleasure. It's a joy to do that role. It's a joy to it's a joy to be on tech. Mm-hmm. I just. You know, I think I shared at the end, it's it's where I feel most, um, most whole in my uh, personhood that God created me to be, you know, and I think it comes from a place of, um, trusting that when we're there, we're all there with Mm -hmm. the same purpose in mind Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we're able to be vulnerable with each other and it just creates a safe space and, um, it allows that uh, encounter to happen.
1: There is a, um, and, and kind of getting back to what we were planning on talking about today, there is a real, um, uh, a, very ta- a very tangible theme, right, on mm-hmm. tech of, of encounter. We've talked about that before. Um, one of the things that we one one of the ways that, that, that that's expressed in scripture and one of the things that we really sort of unpacked tried to unpack this weekend uh is the story of the the appearance uh of the resurrected Christ on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And um now we've been talking about how it's ordinary time certainly uh the story of Emmaus uh is something that happens uh something that we read about in the Easter season. All right. Um but I want to look at a couple of things uh on the road to Emmaus that I think are really important. Um when we think about our own lives and we think about, uh, a, a priest friend of mine that calls it the dailiness of your life, mm. right? Just the fact that your life is a daily sort of, you know, for the most part, for most of us, our days repeat, right? We get up, we, we, you know, we do the same thing, we do the same things. We feed the kids, we have a cup of coffee, <coughs> we go to work, we, you know, um, we pay our bills, right? We do sort of these, these mundane, mundane things. yeah, things. And, and I think when we think about, even when we think about the word mundane, it comes across in a very negative, yeah. kind of a negative light, right? Like just kind of, womp, kind of boring and yeah, and yeah. not fun. Um, but if we compare the mundane moments in our lives to the spectacular, extraordinary, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them moments to our lives, um, there's many more mundane moments, right? And so we we live our lives just logically. In the mundane. (laughs) We live our lives in the mundane, in that sort of daily grind. Yeah. So if, if Jesus has come to transform our lives and to make us disciples, we can logically say he's come to transform those mundane moments into discipleship moments. Right. That's what discipleship is. That's where it happens. Right. And, um, like I said before, I am definitely someone that gets lost in in looking for God sort of out on the horizon, right? So I'm looking towards Easter. I'm looking okay, towards, yeah, yeah. towards Christmas. I'm looking towards these big things that we celebrate. Mm-hmm. One, because I, I love liturgy. I love the the... Very communal sense of the whole thing—the fact that we, we all do this these things at Lent uh, dur- during yeah. Lent. We all do these things during Advent and Christmas, right? And
0: what about the pomp and circumstance? Exactly. About? I love all that. Yeah, I, I that.
1: mean, you know, I w- I still have you know, Christmas scented candles like in my house. Like it still smells <laughs> like Christmas trees, right? So, um, like I I, lo- I in fact I just put one in my office and it it still smells great, right? Um. <laughs> Um, so all that all that being considered, it's like, okay, but Christmas is only one day and I do feel this let down by mm-hmm. like December twenty seventh. I'm like, Oh, it's over. You know, like I'm <laughs> I miss
0: you, friend. And even though I know that we're still
1: celebrating Christmas, uh as a church liturgically, mm-hmm. right? That's how Christmas begins on Christmas it's, Eve. Yeah. Um it it still feels like it's kind of like okay. A it's, little sad. It's a little sad, you know, it's a little bit like just imagine like the, it's almost kind of reflected in the Christmas tree. Like the Christmas tree gets a little drier <laughs> and a little drier. It's a little crunchy. Cider, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of how I feel. And so um, I, I, I'm reading this story to Emmaus uh, or this story about the, the appearance um, on the road to Emmaus over the weekend. And mm-hmm. in one of the many opportunities we had to, to read it and to kind of think about it. I was reading through this story, and I realized something that I've never thought of before. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to think about it, but I think it's a it's a cool thing to jump into uh, thinking about ordinary time. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, um, he 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 suffered his passion. He was judged, and he was arrested on a Thursday. He was judged and suffered his passion, and was crucified on a Friday. He was in the tomb for essentially three days, so sundown to sun up until Sunday morning. So Sunday morning um is the uh Sunday morning at the time was the first day of the week. Okay. Okay. The Sabbath was Saturday. So the day that the Lord rested was Saturday. Oh. That's what we know as Saturday. So that's the day that you go to you know the temple that's the day that you you do all of your praying that's the day that you don't do any work that's the day that literally all 24 hours of that day are reserved for God mm-hmm. right and and the the Jews had taken that instruction uh, that we find in the Old Testament um, and they had um, done their best I think to live that out right and even to the point of, making it more about the rules, like, like the letter of the law than the spirit of the law. Right. So, okay. and, and Jesus had pointed that stuff out to them, right. He, he'd kind of said, you know, like there's this, the, um, the scene where, where Jesus's disciples are, are plucking, um, uh, essentially grain, right. And, and eating, eating this grain on the mm-hmm. Sabbath and, and these, these, you know, Pharisees come up and they say, Bossy you, you guys you guys are doing work you're not allowed to do that that's work right and, and there were laws about that like you couldn't walk a certain number of steps and you couldn't you know these different things and Jesus kind of says like uh hey man like Bruh. the you know that's what this stuff is here for that's what creation is here for is for man to survive and to mm-hmm. live and to thrive and to and to worship God right and so he says um you know the 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 Sabbath is created for man, not man for the Sabbath, right? And that kind of blows their minds, yeah. right? And really what he's saying is, like, if this stuff doesn't... If you're not allowing this stuff to apply to your your life, like, at its core, then what's the point? To your everyday. Right? If you're not yeah. allowing it to apply to, uh, to apply to your everyday, then it's just about, you know, plucking heads of grain on the Sabbath or it's just about walking a number Oof. of steps, right? It's yeah, just yeah. about following an arbitrary rule. And so... Um, I'm kind of thinking about that and I realized on this on this walk to Emmaus Jesus has just been scourged and and crucified and died uh, descended to hell um, ascended to heaven opened up the gates of heaven he's done all of these incredible theological things Mm -hmm. and by Sunday morning okay Sunday morning He rises from the tomb and he goes to meet these two men seven miles from Jerusalem who are walking away from Jerusalem. Hmm. They are leaving the ministry. They're leaving. Hmm. They're leaving. Everything, Jesus is in the rearview mirror, St. Peter's in the rearview mirror, the rest of the disciples are in the rearview mirror. They're walking away, okay? And on a Sunday, so our equivalent of like, a Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. How boring and mundane mm-hmm. does that phrase even sound? Monday afternoon. Yeah. Right? What's going on Monday nothing afternoon? Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing special. Nothing important. Poor Monday. <laughs> nothing important is happening on a Monday afternoon. Nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says that's where I want to go. Wow. That's where I want to go. That's where I'm gonna meet these two Mm -hmm. guys I'm gonna I'm gonna go to these that's powerful they're not necessarily the lost sheep but they're the sheep that are wandering Mm -hmm. and he says I'm gonna go find them and I'm just gonna spend time he could have shown up with like angels all around him and and you know and but he doesn't he just shows up as a regular guy and has a conversation with them on their level Wow. and a conversation that not only reveals who he is to them but also invites them Mm -hmm. into that you know invites them into the conversation in such a way that they, that they, that they're transformed. Mm -hmm. Right. They kind of show Jesus their true self, the things that they're worried about. And he takes that and makes something extraordinary with it. Right. He takes that and he transforms their hearts. We're not our hearts burning within us. Right. He takes that and makes it great. Ah. And so, um, when we celebrate ordinary time, in the church that's what hopefully what we're giving god the opportunity to do is to come into our ordinary moments our moments maybe even where we're like you know god i i had this i had this great uh, i heard this great sermon on sunday i heard this great homily on sunday or i had this great experience at church mm-hmm. with my my pastor or my youth minister or whatever I had this this great wonderful experience but by Monday afternoon, am I really thinking about that? Am I really right. like, you know, am I really as up and as positive and as, and as excited about that as I as I am on Sunday? No, for most of us, we're not. Right, right. It's and tough to sustain that it is. high of it is. the. And so you know, um, it's it it is tough t- to sustain. I, I, again, I think it starts with trust. I think too, though we can take a lot of real, we can we can have a lot of hope, mm-hmm. and that our God expects that to happen to us. Yeah. And he 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 knows that that's a, a limitation of our humanity, mm-hmm. and in His divinity, in His humanity, He's going to meet us there. He's going to still be available to us there. Mm-hmm. His His love doesn't stop at the at the cross. It doesn't stop at you know, Him Him dying. It doesn't even really stop at the resurrection it's it's eternal it's infinite right so no matter where we go ordinary extraordinary mundane Mm -hmm. otherwise god is is present to us yeah um that when i thought about that i thought man that's that's a really um that's a really that's a that's a way that i think that god is calling me to to try to see him more often because Mm -hmm. i don't I don't give him the benefit of that doubt mm. very often. I, I I try to I try to take that away from him a lot. So
0: that's pretty amazing. I think, um, yeah, when you say that word or when you say that phrase, Monday afternoon, it does sound plain and boring and a little funky. But when we talk about the Mayus Walk, I mean, there are whole retreat programs based on that in and of itself because of the significance of journeying with. Jesus in a, um, ordinary, very human way mm-hmm. that we don't always, you know, like it feels like a lot of times, um, our relationship with him is reserved for the big, the big events, the Christmas and the, and the Easter, where there's lots of pomp and circumstance for whatever reason. I don't know why I'm going to share this with you. I'm seeing, I'm seeing chairs. I don't know why. But I'm seeing like this big throne, this big fancy chair for Christmas and and also for Easter. And maybe it has to do with like how we celebrate in our homes for those occasions. Mm -hmm. And it feels nice and exciting to get all spiffied up and have the table set nice and wear nice clothes and all that kind of stuff. But like for me, I feel most comfortable like on the lazy boy chair and sweats Mm -hmm. and that's what the everyday is. Mm -hmm. And he invites us there. And that's kind of what the Emmaus walk is for me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's being in the, um, the comfy spot and still recognizing and, um, kind of basking in the realness, the everydayness of, um, of God's presence.
1: Cause he wants to be with us. Absolutely. And, and basking, I think is the, is the perfect word because You, when you bask, you don't do anything. No, you just let it happen to you. Are you
0: seeing like a dog in the sun in the grass? I have this. uh... I have this picture. Maybe we'll put it
1: in our. In our. I'll. I'll I'll send it to you so you can put it on on Instagram. I have this picture of my dog Echo, and she's. It was. I, I took it at my. We went to visit my mom a few years ago in West Texas and took the dogs and, and um. It's like bright and sunny outside, and my mom has you know, this really kind of cool sort of unique backyard, lots of plants and different, different things. And so echo was running around having fun. And I took this picture of her where she just, in this moment, she just kind of sat down in the sunshine <laughs> and she like pointed her chin at the sky. Like she was howling oh, almost, and had her eyes closed and just, stop. And just so beautiful. And it would just stay that way for like five minutes in oh. the sun. It was, it, and she just like sunshine feels good. Right. This and so good. when you, are basking in God and even basking in the, the glow of Christmas, Mm -hmm. of Easter, of Pentecost, right. Of these really beautiful celebrations. God wants you to take that energy and to take that experience into your ordinary time. Right. That is not something that, that we, you know, so, so often, um, you know, we leave Christmas in, Christmas time. We leave Easter in Easter time. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and those big, um, you know, those big sort of magical moments that we feel, uh, they don't, they don't resonate with us throughout the year. It it, it can't be Christmas every day. It can't be Easter every day, but the graces of those things can apply and should apply to your life Mm -hmm. every day. And, and, and they do, I mean, without the incarnation, you know, Jesus can't heal the woman at the or, or, or can't can't meet the woman at the well, mm-hmm. right? Jesus can't um, walk on water. He can't turn turn water into wine. He can't, uh, you know, heal the man born blind. He, he can't do all these things, mm-hmm. and all of those things happened in ordinary times. Ordinary
0: times, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, that's all just stuff that yeah. happened in Jesus's life, right? And so, you know, we we those things are all are all so beautifully connected in the life of Christ. And I think sometimes when we, um, when we dissociate a little bit Mm -hmm. during ordinary time, when we allow ourselves to, as the disciples are described in Luke's gospel, that they were conversing about all the things, um, uh, and, and debating, right. And when Jesus stops them, they look downcast, Mm -hmm. right. And all this, 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 Stuff kind of gets lost in like the human experience yeah. sometimes, and Jesus is like, you know, they they ex- kind of explain what's going on that their friend's been killed and that that the, uh, the woman you know, the women went that morning, that the tomb's empty, and Jesus is immediately like, no man, like that's not the end of the story. Yeah, that's not the end of the story. Like the story is is really complex and unique, and it's for it's for you, you know that. That the that those hearts burning within them is is our, our to me that's our soul recognizing ourselves in the story of yeah. God, right? Recognizing ourselves mm-hmm. in this in this um, in this encounter with God, and and recognizing that God wants us to be made whole. He wants us to be mm-hmm. complete. He wants us to be at peace. He wants us to feel that love that we so often don't feel um, because we're. Uh, or, or don't, or should say, we don't experience. We don't allow ourselves to experience, um, because we spend so much time filtering God out of the mundane, mm-hmm. out of the, out of just our daily life.
0: Or kind of reserving him like the fine china. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's just a really good. Take analogy. him out for special occasions mm-hmm. and then tuck him away.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <gasps> I don't
0: want to tuck him away.
1: I don't want to tuck him away either. How can we not take him away?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think just the daily practices for me. It's like when I when I think of my own spiritual practices, it could be very um, just insular and stuff. I feel like um, finding him and other people is is where my ordinary days become a little bit more special.
1: Same, same. Uh, yeah, uh, connecting with people, and even though. Um, I'm a little bit of an introvert, and, Just a and, and I have to <laughs> I have to take some time off from people from from time okay. to time. Um, uh, even though that's part of it, I do recognize that you know without without the church, mm-hmm. you know lowercase c, there is no church. Uppercase c, mm-hmm. right? Like it it the, the people are the church, um, and that's that's very life giving to me as mm-hmm. well. Um, I also think. Not seeing, um, not seeing my commitment to, to my faith or my commitment to my prayer life as a have to, but Mm -hmm. seeing it as an exploration, like I'm getting to explore. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I pray to God, when I, um, even when it's really desperate prayer or, or maybe incomplete prayer where I'm just like, Hey God, I need, it'd be really nice if I had an extra hundred bucks this week or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's still an exploration of that relationship and it's still a privilege mm-hmm. to be called to do that. And mm-hmm. so if I can keep in my mind that it's a privilege that, um, that prayer becomes much more intentional and much more fruitful and a lot less frustrating. Prayer is frustrating. It can be, it, it can be really frustrating. It's okay to say that. Yeah. Um, and so one of the one of the ways that I've found when it's you know, when it's feeling ordinary and it's feeling frustrating is to go, you know, this is really this is a privilege. It's a privilege that I get to mm. to open my Bible and have God proclaim his word to me. Yeah. Like that's a privilege, right? So um, I, I think some of it is about mindset. I think both of our answers come back to trust. Yeah. I think we I think we have to allow God to show us that he's there, and then to keep that that vision of him first and foremost in our minds.
0: Yeah, holding the gaze mm-hmm. of Christ so important. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's I, okay. My mind went a little, it did a little zigzag. <laughs> what was I thinking about? Hmm. Well, you talk about privilege, the privilege of um, being able to talk to our God, right? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, having a healthy expectation that he not only wants to, but, you know, I think um, I have like a little little list going, a little running list Mm -hmm. of ways that he has tangibly showed up for me. And, you know, that just helps build my trust and um, causes my humanity to subside a little bit in the sense of um, not wanting to ask or have expectations Mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about how good he's been to me and I look at my list of extravagant shows of love, Mm -hmm. you know, it just uh, helps for me to walk in confidence Mm -hmm.
1: I think the uh, a really important word there is, is confidence. Um, mm-hmm. so when we, uh, and, and to, to kind of, to kind of wrap up this, this idea of, of experiencing Jesus in, um, in the ordinary and, and, and allowing him to, to come into our lives, right. Kind of on his, um, terms mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's Sunday and we're at church or whether we're, home and we're, you know, yelling at the kids for the third time to clean mm-hmm. up their room or something. Right. Um, whatever moment we have to offer, Jesus wants that moment. And I think that confidence plays a big role in that. Like, um, Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as they, as soon as they sin, they separate themselves from God. What do they do? They hide And They're yeah. not confident that God is going to love them. Right? They're, they're, not not, secure. they're not secure yeah. in the love of God anymore. And so That's a, that's a really natural reaction as a human being, right? If you, um, if you get a new job and you know, things are going great for a little while and then all of a sudden your boss brings you in and and apparently they weren't going great. You get your Mm -hmm. first performance review and it's like, actually, you know, no, we've all kind of been there, right? Mm -hmm. We, We need to step it up here, here and here. It can be tough to bounce back, right? With, with confidence. Right. And, and I think that when we, um, when we approach our relationship with God, I I think that the same, the same thing can happen that when, you know, we feel, we feel late to church. We feel distant. Mm, We feel separated. We feel like, you know, our Monday afternoons are just the worst. Right. Yeah. And so is that a time when I can really, even if I know that God loves me Mm -hmm. and God wants to be, is that a time when I can really invest? Is that a time when I'm going to do it right? When I'm going to, you know, check all the boxes to be, you know, to check all the Christian boxes, basically, mm. right? And and for God, that's not how it works, right? In the Garden of Eden, God still shows up and and takes care of Adam and Eve, and yeah, you know, he's and, consistent. And he's he's consistent, and so we can have. I guess it's a very long way of saying, long long-winded way of saying, we can have confidence in the fact that God is faithful, mm-hmm. right? Our yeah. our faith. Is dependent on him. His faith is not dependent on us. Correct. And, yes, yes. And there's yes. a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that because we know, we know, you know, okay. God's gonna do His thing, and He expects me to be imperfect, right? Now that doesn't mean I should go around being imperfect on purpose, but He expects me to be imperfect, so I am going to let Him be God. Mm-hmm. In my life I'm going to let him be Who he intends to be in my life And when I'm imperfect Not if I'm imperfect But when, when I'm imperfect mm-hmm. I'm going to allow him to love me I'm yeah. going to expect him to love me And he's not right? going
0: to be disappointed in your imperfection
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible He's
0: going to continue to be consistently Wowed by his creation
1: I was listening to um, Father Mike Schmitz, the the Bible in a Year mm, yeah. right? Um, and he was talking about um,
0: He's my friend by the way
1: yeah, I know. I've seen all your pictures with him. I was, uh, I was, uh, the the scripture was um, uh, in Genesis, uh, Abraham uh, making the first covenant, mm-hmm. right? The very first covenant with God. And he, he gets all these, these animals um, and, and cuts them in half. And then you they lay the carcasses side by side and you walk through the carcasses, right? And that's lovely. And that's how you made a covenant. It was basically in even when life is as bad as it can be, so in the blood and guts of mm-hmm. the covenant of life, um, this is what I'm promising to you. Well, it also it says not only does Abraham walk through the blood and guts, but God, mm. God walks through the blood and guts too, and tells Abraham, these are all my promises. These wow. are these are this is the covenant that I'm making with you. These are all my promises. And I'm making it in this very tangible, human, bloody way mm-hmm. so that you understand it, so that you mm. have the confidence to say, yes, God is going to, to multiply my descendants to be like the stars. Mm-hmm. God is going to raise up a great nation from my offspring, like all those right. things that he promises to Abraham, right? God is going to do those things. No matter what happens in my life, God is going to be there mm-hmm. and, he, and he has that intention. Um I don't think we look at our baptism that way. I don't think we look at our confirmation that way or we look at at the eucharist that way or we look at, you know, the fact that that you know the the prayers of a parent. How many how many yeah. times have you prayed for your kids, right? We don't necessarily look at you know our our life with God in that way that when you when you pray for the safety of your kids, when you pray for God to protect them, God is going to protect mm-hmm. them. There's not no matter what happens, there's not anything that can, if, if God says, you know, I love you, I'm going to protect you, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be with you. If he says something, he is the author of truth. Yeah. It it, it cannot be false, right? And that feels good. It does feel good, but it's, know, also know a, it, it's also a difficult place to kind of keep, to stay grounded. It is. Right? It is. And so, you know, as we... You know, maybe a little challenge as we move forward in ordinary time is to, to say, Hey, um to make it a part of your prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and maybe you're talking to yourself, right? I am confident that God is hearing my prayers. I am confident that God is carrying me through whatever struggle. I'm confident that all of my blessings are coming from God. Yeah. Right. Um that's a really uh a really important piece, I think, of of just discipleship mm-hmm. yeah. of
0: our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Hey, today is one of my really good friend, Delaine Moore's birthday. Okay. And she has done this thing with me. Part of our friendship is to walk in faith together, which is so, um, awesome. Cause we're, um, we go to different churches and, um, and, and whenever I would have down times, this is this mantra that, um, that she would say with me and she's like, okay, let's just talk about what we know that is true, you know, and, and who are you? Who, who do you belong to? You know, you're a daughter of the King and he's made these promises to you. Has he come through to these promises? Has he come through on those promises to you? And she would just have me say these truths out loud.
2: That's
1: awesome. That's
0: a, that's a pretty, uh, powerful friendship.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday, Dwayne. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, you know, elite athletes or, or, um, you know, people who are in like real kind of high performance Mm -hmm. jobs, right? Uh, that I mean, that's a very common thing like mm-hmm. for for a life coach to prescribe, or a, or some kind of, you know, some kind of mentor to prescribe. Well, tell yourself you're the best. Mm-hmm. You tell yourself you're the best, or you tell yourself that you can do this particular thing or this particular job. You tell yourself enough times, you you will you will manifest it's, that yeah. for yourself. Like that will that will become a part of who you are. I I think God, you know, exponentially increases that when we involve Him in mm-hmm. it. Right when we say not because of me, but because of God, you know, these are, these are the things that, that, you know, the things that matter, the things that I'm going to pray about, the things that, that, um, that I'm going to accomplish. Right. When we give him those things, uh, the, the possibilities are, are endless Mm -hmm. at that that point. They, they, they're just so, they're just just so much greater when God is on your, is on your team. Um, but he does, he does like to be invited onto your team. Yeah, um, he he's won't, gentle he, in that way. He won't be on your team if you don't want him on your team. Um, he will be on your team radically and mm. he'll be the best player on your team. That's if you, awesome. if you're like, Hey, come be on my team. Um, yeah,
0: that's great. It is great. That's cool.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, just to kind of wrap up, uh, I do want to, um, apologize a little bit for us not, um, having an episode out until it's like the third week in January. um, when this episode will 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 drop on the twenty first, uh, it has been a little nuts <laughs> as it's been for everyone. Uh, like I said before, both Nikki and I got COVID. Um, we know uh, several of you listeners personally, and we know that you've been um, praying for us and also praying for the success of the retreat that uh, that happened last weekend. Without giving too much away about tech, and mm-hmm. I think we've kind of skirted that line a little bit, <laughs> um, but without giving too much away about tech, I can say this, uh, the retreat was amazing. Yeah. It was a really, really, really... Spirit is really,
0: alive and well, uh, definitely present.
1: Phenomenal, phenomenal three days um, for me personally, and then just for the group as well. It was yeah. very easy to see um, God moving. Uh, so I want to take a moment, one, to, um, to thank you for, for your prayers and to thank you for, um, yes. for listening. Uh, but to to again encourage you uh, to find some time to retreat, find some time to really work on your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you if you haven't been to church in in years, uh, maybe a good primer is like spending a little quality time with God outside of those walls of the church, yeah. o- outside of um, you know those those sort of religious things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in an effort to give more meaning to those things, in an effort to give more meaning to to your to your attendance at church and, and to your participation. Um, a retreat, we just, we can't recommend it enough. We both love retreats. We both love, um, the community aspects and the different things that happen. So, so please consider that, consider that for the new year and, um, we will be back with more episodes very soon.
0: Yes, we will. It's going to be great.
1: It is going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful. And hopefully we'll have voices that don't (laughs) sound like these voices. We sound like robot versions uh, like of ourselves we have our
0: noses pinched yeah it's weird <laughs> it's
1: weird um all right thank you for listening uh and uh th- thank you for listening ragamuffins and for all of your love and support and we hope that your um christmas celebrations were wonderful your new year celebrations mm-hmm. uh, were wonderful and that you've gone you've gotten off to a good start this new year we're praying for you um and uh we appreciate you praying for us thank you so much absolutely let's pray
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now now and at the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Glory be to to the the Father, and to the Son, Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, is is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
1: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ragamuffins, thank you so much. We will Mm. be back next week. Peace. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. We did it. We did it. podcast is an Amet Creative Production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at late to church podcast and let us know your questions, comments and thoughts by contacting late to church podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder, you are good You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.